This week, the deal. Let's talk about a new project that we have, the Manning 4 Small Lot Subdivision. So we have four homes to sell, and we have a huge, huge response. Multiple offers coming in. We put two into escrow right away and multiple offers on the other units. And we're like, great, we're going to sell this out first week, except... Our client, my good buddy, the builder, says, you know what? This is moving too fast. I don't want to leave money on the table. So let's shelve it and not respond to any offers on unit three and four, home three and four, uh, for a week. So here we are heading into Memorial Day and we're on hold. We have buyers that want to buy these units and we can't do anything about it. And we're going to let you know how it plays out in the next week or two once we get back from Memorial Day. So that's the deal. Anything else I need to add to that? We'll let you know if the deal turns into anything interesting. Hey, what's up, guys? This is The Deal with Danny Brown. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you subscribing and commenting wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Google Play, iTunes, YouTube. Where else do people listen? Stitcher, a bunch of other places. So I really appreciate it. We're getting a lot of followers and a lot of comments. So thank you all who have taken the time. Please pass the word on so we can amplify this and get the message out. Today's guest, welcome Jay Lux. He's the king of high street real estate in Beverly Hills. He's done 50 plus deals on Rodeo Drive alone and lots of deals in Beverly Hills, Melrose Place, Malibu, Sunset Plaza, and anywhere in between. You see his sign all over the place. Jay, Loves to eat Craig's and Dantana's, two of my favorite spots. I see him there all the time. He's actually an ice cream aficionado. He's got like 30 pints of ice cream in his freezer. He's also a car chase fanatic, so go imagine that. Anyways, he's one of LA's most eligible bachelors. He's really hustled and worked his way to the top. There's no shortcuts, so I'm looking forward to getting into it with Jay Lux. Listen and learn. Talk to you soon. We go way back, Jay, but before we get into that, let me say, I see you all over the place. I see you at the beach, at the Jonathan Club, I see you at Craig's, I see you at Dantana's, walking the streets, I see you everywhere, but I'm really happy that I'm sitting you down for some quality time. We don't get a lot of quality time. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Lux, welcome to The Deal. Good to see you. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. So... First important question, where do you go to dinner tonight? Craig's or Dan's? That is a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's, Last night was Craig's. Is it every other night? Three <laughs> nights, four nights? Depends. Do you Depends. go anywhere else? I like Craig's and Dantana's. I like Tower Bar. I went to some ramen place the other night, which was good. Ooh, that's I go to exotic. Lily. Every weekend I go to Lily's, which is a... I know you love yeah. Lily's burritos. Yeah, it's just a burrito. Malibu. And it's, it takes an hour from my house to get there, an hour back to... It feels longer than it is, What's but so it's... What's so good about it? Is it more of the like sauce. a... It's all yeah, about the yeah. sauce. And it's old so school. Have, it's been there forever. They I mean, have the it's, special sauce. I've, I've, I've had two or three friends go, and they now they go with, they'll go all the time, even without me. I mean, wow. It, others become addicted, so be careful if you go. Yeah, Lily's so, at Point Dune. So you've pretty much kept them in business. I hope they're paying no, you not. for that. By the way, I'd love to take credit for that. <laughs> These guys are pros. If you don't call 45 you go to Lily's. You don't call 45 minutes ahead, you just have to wait 45 minutes. You have to call 
It, there's no special favors. You're not getting anyone's cell phone number. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Lily's over Craig's and Tana sometimes. Uh, not over, but during the day on a you Saturday. Know, it's or unbelievable Sunday. what Craig's done. I mean, that is huge success. You know how hard that is <clears> to sustain a successful business. Every time I'm there, it's five, six deep at the bar, restaurants packed, hard to get in. Unless you know Jay Lux and you get right in. I dropped your name. I said, Jason, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I'm really proud. I have to of wait there too. Don't what worry. he's done is, is amazing. And obviously, Dan Tana's legendary watering hole. And that's my family spot every Sunday. Yeah. But I'm tanking I up. See I'm, them get, there. I'm getting a little heavy. So I try to like <laughs> limit to one or two times. So we have Jay Lux here, king. I'd say the king of Beverly Hills retail, high street, and also one of LA's most el- eligible bachelors. So Sarah, calm down. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's my ro- uh, my Robin, like Howard Stern's got Robin, but she's much hotter and much younger. So, but she's, she'll stay calm. Um, where, where do we start? So we'll start, let's just start. I've known you, I think we both started in real estate about the same time, I, early 2000s. When did you start in real estate? Yeah, I had a one year job in 1997 and I was three. Just kidding. Right. And, and then so you were seven. Uh, in, in 2001, I had a two-week stint at Endeavor, which is now WME yes. Entertainment. Yes. And Shout out to my boy Brad Slater, who I'm seeing right. for Shabbat Brad dinner. Since, He's coming over, him and Kara, for dinner tonight. Known him since day one. Please tell him yes. hello. I'll send him. I haven't talked to him in a long best. time. But, uh, send him some of that vegan Craig's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so 2001, I did that for two weeks, August of that summer, and then I decided to get into real estate. So I left there pretty quickly. So All was fine, nice people. I just said, first paycheck. I remember seeing it and looking at it going, I know you have to love this. I know it the takes years. An hour, but I really yeah. did think like this is kind of crazy. So yeah. I, I decided to get into real estate and hope for the best. And in so 2001, 2001, so 2003 was my first kind of breakout year but 2001 to 2003 were the beginning no, that's exactly yeah. i started interning in real estate and got an assistant job for a few weeks for a guy named robert ratcliffe uh right. in 2001 and got my license in 2002 right and that was it hit the ground running because yeah. a similar experience it was in entertainment and the paychecks were small and the workload was crazy yeah well we can jump into that but before we get into the real estate i want to hear about what was jay lux like before you were Jay Lux, you grew up ah. on the East Coast, Maryland, yes. or New York? Potomac, Potomac Maryland, which so is outside of Washington, So tell me about that, DC. where you grew up, what it yeah. was like growing up. I'd love to say what you see is what you get. I mean, I would say that I have, yeah, I've, I've kind of always been social. I've had a good group of friends in high school and college. I think before high school, it wasn't the same confidence level, I guess you'd say. You know, high school became more fun and yeah. a great group of friends. Cool. And then uh, college, went to University of Virginia. I did go to a prep school in Connecticut for two years in high school. I repeated my junior year, which was insane wow. at the time. So you did two years outside. A lot of East I, Coast I did junior year twice. That. But what happened at boarding school was... So you had great grades. I, I had good <laughs> grades. They were Bs, you know. But why did you repeat it if but you had Bs? Because it was really more about trying to get in the right college and Got taking it. a step back. Because a lot of yeah. people at private schools in Maryland had repeated in third grade. Got so the colleges that was I was a red shirt year. The colleges I was being shown were not the ones that I always thought I was going to get in. That Got was it. part of it. So I went repeated and then you know was a captain of a lacrosse team and you know all Oh nice. The, I didn't even all, know that. You played lacrosse. I mean I, I played lacrosse. That was the JV team I wish I could say was captain of varsity. But, you were playing. but I was captain of JV, played soccer, did all the sports. Um got into University of Virginia and I don't think I would have had a shot had Without I not doing that. because no. when you repeat in high school as grueling as it is it yeah. was a co-ed school it was in Connecticut great people totally different experience than anything I've ever done and I right. think that long term in life that was a good thing and did you was that a 
tough thing because your friends were going off to college and you had to go repeat? Or it, it was really, tough that, until I got there and, and then I really actually kind of liked it. I, yeah. I actually enjoyed it. So Virginia is where you went to school. Were you uh, already into business or studying uh, business? Or my what was actual it? major was rhetoric and communication studies. I think hmm. they dropped the name rhetoric now. Because rhetoric is that, that like mean BS? Like it, your it, it probably in, does. I mean, it, it means bullshit. that it's not just like communications. We like I took a class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where our assignment was to look at the words of the song closer to fine and study it like just random stuff interesting um, i took some advertising classes so well-rounded it was great and then i took some business classes too yeah. but i did not major in business so jay lux you're in college you're getting into college you're probably starting to think about what i want to do i would think virginia east coast a lot of people probably want to go to wall street or get into banking what were you thinking at that so, time and how did you get from Virginia to LA? My last year of college, we would all sit around and invite people over, guys, girls, whole fun event at my six person house that we lived in, which no, by the way, no the drinking, house though, no for drinking. six people, it was 200 a month each so that that was Virginia then. Like it was a big house with a pool table at the top. 200 bucks. 200 and no a drinking allowed rent. in but, the premises. Yeah, right. And, and we were watching Melrose Place. Everyone would watch it like a I big deal. I figured that's where it We started. didn't have internet then, right? We were we didn't, I'll tell you another story about learning how to use an email in that class and that was an assignment. <laughs> so it was a different time. <laughs> I it remember was a different, it was the AOL 14 yeah, uh, That had not even, cheat, that cheat, came out like right mail. when I graduated. Yeah. So we, uh, Wow. Yeah. So, wow. So, so <laughs> almost made me lose my train of thought. What are we even talking about? So <laughs> email class. Yeah. So, well, I did, there was a class, a computer class called a gut, which at the end of my God, fourth year so of college funny. I took. And the last day, the last assignment was, this is something you need to send to your neighbor. And you had to figure out on a computer how to get this to thing to the neighbor. And it was an email through your, computer. it was like lining it up and doing yeah. something. And yeah. that was it. So I that was uh, way out there. I know what it was. So we were sitting in in, in our uh, apartment and playing pool and hanging out. And Melrose Place was on. And at the end, it had central casting. And nice. I'm calling there. And sign me up. My buddy hit Doug Buckalder, who you may yes, know. Yes, of okay, course. Doug, Michael's brother. I know Dougie. Yeah, of course. He came up to me one day before a football game. We were all on our balcony, like. Wait, did he, he went to Virginia? He did. Oh, I had no DVD. idea. I had no idea. He did. He was two Shout years out to, two, to Buckholter Bucky. boys. He was two years younger than me, but he was a bro, and he came up and said, "You would love L.A." That's all he said. Yeah, he was. But, you know. Okay, so I called Melrose Place. I called Central Casting and got through to somebody. Like I'm Jay Lux. And they, at, <laughs> University you know what? Of I, I just said, I, "How do I get take on?" Take a theater class? Anything? Some, something came up where the guy basically said, "You can be on Melrose Place <laughs> as an extra." So I went to Doug and said, "I'm going to go to L.A. and have some fun." Go be an extra. And at, you know, in Virginia, just to walk on a set That's is huge. like a bigger deal than if you're a day player or yeah, a regular. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, like, I have of tons course. of friends now that are on shows or I've even been on stuff. And it was a bigger deal then to be, to a, be like to a be, damn extra on Melrose Place. Place. So I flew out to L.A. and... By the way, that's per. They should have casted you. You could have been great on Melrose Place. I, was not good, I wasn't good at memorizing lines. You could have killed it on Nine Hundred Two Hundred. I, I, I that auditioned been for that, and I couldn't remember anything. Bad move. That so, could have been you. So that was tr that true was a story. problem. Rhetoric true story. didn't prepare you for true story. Just <laughs> for learning your lines. Or I felt it was stupid. Something in me was like, "This is so dumb." That I, I, it, I can't do I this. I can be real. Like I've been on shows. Like the Kardashians had me on as their agent. Yeah. And I, you know, million yeah, dollar listing. That. A couple I'm like, of guys. What the hell is Jay doing? Showing condos. If I'm talking about my own life, I just talk. Yeah. If I have to memorize lines, 
It, you black to out. me, it's just different. Okay, it I don't feel like different. myself, and then I'm not good. Here, so give, I'm not give, a good actor. Give him something to memorize. Let's give him some uh, my side card. You have your so side card. I do. From I do. From being uh, yeah on Melrose Place. Well, not from that, but from uh, all right. From so after you that. get to LA with the dream of I'm going to be on Melrose Place, have some fun. Well, it was a one week experience where and it turned into I showed up, and the guy goes, "You're on JJ was his name. You're on Babylon Five tomorrow." And I go, "What?" He goes, and then he goes, "What?" I said. I flew out to be on Melrose Place. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, I talked to you last week. You said I'm at this date, Melrose Place. The guy hangs up on me. Done. So I had to figure out how to get on Melrose Place. There was no way I was going to go back to Virginia and have done Babylon 5. God. Okay? So little, Is that like Viking Without saying too much, I, I found my way somehow on the Melrose Place casting. I mean, uh, through through the office and whatnot. Look at that. Tenacity and, there and persistence and, right there. And I still have a frame up. check for $31, and it wasn't the money, but it was like... The whole That's experience awesome. was amazing. I left a resume at Brillstein Gray that week. Thought it was an ad agency. They manage actors. They manage. <laughs> they, they produce movies. They yes. They do all of that. As Rest we know. in peace, Brad Gray. Right, Brad, Brad Gray and Bernie Brillstein because they yeah. were both there. Yeah. My first day at work, I was in an elevator with just both of them. So the three of us. Yeah. And to me, I was like in awe. Of course, they're gods. Uh, but that's what I did. I left a resume at Brillstein Gray. Someone called. Got a job. I had a job at NBC as a page lined up to go into New York in September. And I decided to come here for a summer. And then I never left. Never so left. that was wow. kind of that. So, you, so the acting thing was never a serious, hey, you never were hitting the, going on auditions. I was. And no, doing all I was. That. You for were a year for a and a half of my life. Oh, Howard, you did do it. Howard Fine was my coach. Uh, so you really I gave was it in a class. shot. Yeah, I was in his master class. Or the second one to wow. the top. So whatever. I ended up getting into a great class. I didn't know that. And that you were really and spent in the a year grind. and a half auditioning and doing it all. I was then in a car accident where I broke my leg badly, Oof. 1996, so I guess I sound so old right now. Yeah, but we're, I was, we, we came up in the 90s. We're I was old. still a kid then. I still feel like the same guy now, but my age has gone higher. Yeah, you know, I, I still you. feel the same. But I went back to Maryland, spent a year recovering because it was a bad break, came back to L.A., out of my system, then worked in TV at UPN. So you were still in entertainment still in originally. Worked at AOL for a year in ad sales. Ooh, went too to bad Endeavor. So five years trying to figure it out. And then in 2001, got into real estate. And my focus, my energy, my enthusiasm, everything changed. I just, be, I realized there's yeah. something out there to strive for. And what was your first job or first taste of real estate? What, what was I it? I worked what did as you an do? assistant or associate to two guys Uh at this company called Insignia ESG, and I made a lot of calls for them. But skipping back a few years, my first real estate job was working for a guy named Dan Burkew at Epstein and Associates. Okay, and Dan yeah. just sent me into the field, and that was when Starbucks and the Gap were growing. So I was in a car with the heads of real estate at these companies, just listening and falling Got asleep it. in the back seat. Yeah, but on tours around everywhere right. while just they were absorbing expanding. what was going so I did on. A, that was retail. The first. Taste of taste retail. Of My father, who has a company, who had one back in D.C., always said to do office leasing tenant rep, like like, like your Mr. Jim Travers. And you can is that what your dad did? did yeah, did commercial? he had a real estate company called Shannon and Lux Company in Washington, which started in 1906 and sold in 1991. And so they did a, commercial. They did residential, oh, they did commercial residential property management and insurance. Ah, so you grew up in. in I grew up in. Yeah, I mean, I was a, you know third generation of it. Um, Morton Lux started in 1906. Wow, Frank Morton. Lux took it over. Ken Lux was nice. my dad who sold it. And So there's been a long line yeah. of Lux yeah. in real really estate. Really cool history. It runs I mean, in your blood. Whole another side conversation, but yeah. the yeah, history yeah. Of, of real estate, not just Washington. Like there, There is a cool story that I have from 1927. Let's hear it. Let's well, hear the story. Shannon and Lux built the first 
L-shaped shopping strip in Washington. They wow. copied one center in California where it had been done. But huh. it, the article says that that L-shaped shopping strip later became the mall. Wow. So there's history there that of, was the, the, beginning the, beginning of, of the beginning of the impetus of the mall. And the it was called the Park and Shop. It still exists, Cleveland Park, Washington, D.C. area. Holy it's crap. It's there. That's so unreal. It's that, a lot of history there. Not even that I'm in real estate, but that alone lives in me. And the fact that For you know, sure. that's not has nothing to do with what I do today. Because I don't own little shopping strips, although yeah. someday we'll see. Yeah. But that's something that kind of... That's it, really it's cool. family history. That's very cool. So you started your early 2000s, getting your teeth kicked in like typical, starting in real estate, making mm-hmm. no money, grinding, and just trying to build a book of business. What do you think was your first like, aha, I can do this. Sure. I got my first break. Not necessarily your big well, break. Well, something but- did happen very specifically. So okay. after the two years of calling and, you know, great calls, one or two deals came from them of trying to put the guys I worked for in a room with people that would either be buying or selling mm-hmm. properties. That was what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And Pro- I was going through par- their list and calling their list of their clients to Cold put call, meetings baby. together. It was like that. You know, yeah. sat there at a desk, call, 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 yeah, call, yeah, call, yeah. call, call, call. And then Serious in training. 2003, I drove by the what's currently or was Brooks Brothers for 15 years until corner, two months yeah. ago. I saw paper in the window every day and I wanted to know what was going on with it. And I called Tommy Hilfiger's group, someone at my company uh, back east was friendly with a lawyer there. One thing led to the other and I got the listing to sublease to sub-lease. Tommy Hilfiger space, okay. a 20,000 foot corner on Rodeo Drive. Yeah. So it gave me a chance to then go out and make calls to people for Rodeo Drive. That was your first that entree was my first to that. big thing yeah. that changed. It was really well, my big first. big time. A young it, it, guy at your Rodeo Drive, a corner. I mean, that is huge. It was a, I remember the As feeling a young broker, of, you're probably like, holy shit, I, you know, I got to make really this happen. It was really cool to call and say, yeah. I have a ro- listing Legit, on Rodeo you have Drive. something to talk about. And- so Brooks Brothers called. They called after seeing the space. One thing led to the other, and we signed a lease with Brooks Brothers. And that was a sublease. That was a huge yep. space, but it wasn't like the biggest deal of my career because yeah. it was a sublease for a couple of years left, and yep. I was Tommy's agent and all that. Yeah. But it was my entry and beginning of something that I fell in love with. Yeah. And then where did it go from there? I know from pretty quickly after that, it seems like by the mid-2000s, I started seeing your name popping up. It's like, Jay is starting to get some traction. Mm-hmm. So Thank tell you. me how you how you started becoming sort of the known guy. Not I know you didn't you weren't like Jay Lux legend yet, but you were starting to get on the map. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah. you started popping your name up. You were a young guy. There wasn't wasn't many young guys doing it like so that. I feel like you're only as good as your last deal. I truly course. believe that. So I was just busting my butt to bring the best brands to the area. And I think what happened was I was doing it. I was reading up on them. I was finding them, bringing them, signing deals, and all of a sudden. People that had been here a long time started seeing that this guy has now been bringing these brands to our city. And I think that sparked other landlords to hire me. And next thing you knew, I was bringing them tenants and it started exploding. It at started some point. growing. And what were you in terms of bringing clients? It's just because you were in the know and started researching, doing your homework, thinking, hey, this would be a good this would be a good business. You were putting business together with, hey, we should bring them to L.A. or what, yeah. what were some of those I, brands New York, early on? Make phone calls. I mean, there was a day where I remember bringing a tenant that came from Italy and there was a book that I found that had 200 names of tenants from Italy. And I called every one of them and one of them did a deal. Got and it. that deal was on Rodeo and it lasted for 
15 years and now they moved. I mean, we wow. actually put them somewhere else. So that wasn't, so you were you know, really, well, I mean, I was hustling. just going after it from every angle, but yeah. I also would go to New York and look at who was coming in and, and, and calling upon them. And if I had a listing, I would just call as many as I could. Um, today wow. we send emails out and, and call. Yeah. There's not enough hours in the day to do every call. Like if you could call every single tenant, that there is in existence, you'd be probably finding a, a tenant yeah. everywhere. So <laughs> right. the problem is, how do you manage your time? Yeah, you know, and it's not an easy thing to do. And I'm not perfect at it, but I certainly have access to a lot of the brands, if not most. Yeah. when I have a listing now, and even at that time when I was building my career, I was going after them even more aggressively because I yeah, didn't know because you didn't know them. You had to make a name for yourself. Right. That's unreal. That just shows yeah. you like taking it to the highest level in the real estate business, you start from ground level. I mean, there's just no shortcut. That is I mean, what it was. By the way, that is what it was. And, you know, and it, it's always been. I guess, I, I guess, you know, I've been asked for, what's your advice? And now that this is coming up and making me think, there are people that like to try to jump to the top at the beginning. And yeah. they can. We, we all know them. There's yeah, some yeah. people whose parents are in a business or and, yeah, they get lucky. Get lucky. Some people that have started these massive companies did something different. But if you're a regular person, and you go and you work for someone as an assistant and you learn a business. Learn the trade. And you meet their clients and you either grow with them or without them. But, you know, the grueling few years of work does make most of us who we are. That's no doubt about it. And that's what Jim Travers says every day of the week. He's like, the only good is your your next deal. And you just, he's door knocking now. He's yep. probably out and right he now. Door. And he's he, famous for it. And, you know, it is what it is. But So tell me about, wasn't there a time where you partnered with uh, the, a big family, a real estate family? Yeah, who, who Man who, Mabubi. The, yes. Yeah, Who Man's family. Uh-huh. And then it just seemed to take it to a whole nother level because they had a lot of market share. What uh, year was that when, when you well, started getting involved you, with them and partnering? I, I on had those, been uh, building what I was building, but Who Man was getting out of entertainment and his family owned a good portion of buildings on Beverly Drive and on Rodeo. But uh, they owned it from when? 70s, 50s? Like when did uh, they start buying up stuff? Late 60s and early 70s. So they were here early. They owned the Rodeo collection and a few other deals on Rodeo, a few other buildings. And on Beverly Drive, they've got eight or nine, you know, buildings or so. Yeah. But just a few buildings. He called me and said, if you would partner with me in Beverly Hills, you know, we'll be partners for life kind of a thing. Like, yeah. And it was a very, I didn't know what to say. And I ended up saying like, let's go for it. So for many, many years, we were partners in the listings of just Beverly Hills, not West Hollywood, yeah. not Malibu, but we built something there very special. Yeah. Um, he ended up leaving to go to a different company that um, didn't like co-branding. So that was it for us a couple of years ago. And we love each other. All yeah. is good. So you guys you know, stopped working together a couple of years ago or many years ago? Uh, a couple of years ago. Got it. But you guys had a great run. I mean, that's really what, when I started seeing you everywhere. And I mean, you just, your name became like. Well, people it, realize they saw both names together. And I think that people get interested, like what's happening? You know? <laughs> what's that? Well, you definitely built a brand for yourself. So what are some of some interesting deals that, that you say, hey, if there's something you want to talk about, a fun story or a fun brand sure. or what, um, something that it could be a big ones. deal, it could be an interesting deal. Yeah, I know there's so many of them. I know there, you've there got are, a huge luckily, client but, list. Like Malibu Lumberyard was one that I loved. Oh, I um, love that place. Yeah, that was so. The, back to the shopping strip story. Maybe it lives within me. That's but the Cost family. No, that, it's oh. next to theirs. They okay. own the Malibu Country Mart. Yes, and yes. Malibu Lumberyard, Lumberyard separate, was something one. that the city of LA, a city of Malibu, owns the property. They were they they there was a bidding for developers to build it. Okay, and make money for the city mm-hmm. and for themselves. Two people were hired. A lady named Karen Klein that I worked with at Epstein and Associates back in the day 
called me up and said, I'm getting this listing. I want to bring you in. I think you'd be a good partner for me. And even though we're different companies, she felt good about me being a part of it. So in 2006, I joined her. She basically stepped away and she let me do everything. So it was like my baby. Weekly meetings for two to three years every Thursday and whatever we did. But that was an amazing experience because I had 20,000 feet of retail on the ground floor in a time where everybody wanted to be there. I mean, it was like Malibu. It was like very hot. We had multiple, multiple offers. We couldn't take everybody. But it was exciting (laughs) because... You know, we were. It was putting a puzzle together. James yeah. Purse, James Purse's my first store tenant. was beautiful. I still, I'm his agent today, so like we have a relationship yeah. um, for many years. Maxfield came in. The restaurant event, Havana, Cafe Havana came uh, in. That's a we fun had spot. Other offers for restaurants. You yeah. could only put one. There's on only the ground. one restaurant. So yeah, we had other offers, but so that it was, was a huge incredible demand. experience. It did lead many years later to, actually, only a couple of years later when I think back, but. A group of us bought Malibu Village. It was called Cross Creek Plaza. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I actually, they let me choose the name. Um, I grew up at the Potomac Village in Maryland. Okay. I thought Malibu Village sounded cool. <laughs> they agreed. We called it Malibu Village. And, and at that property, I was, a, I was an owner now. And we hired Marmal Radziner to be the architect, yeah. which was Incredible. a group Those that I also so talented. I had introduced them to and very proud to have brought in. And then did the leasing. So we had Nike and we had, well, later on we got Sephora, Lululemon, Chipotle, all these brands. But um, that was an incredible experience for me. Even though it's in Malibu, it's not right here in the hood. Yeah, it's far. It was. But you got to go to Lily's. And nothing better. Well, (laughs) I ended up falling in love with the drive to Malibu. I had meetings every Thursday for a couple of years. I used to love Coogies. I would always go to Coogies. Now now they're done. But I loved going out to Coogies. Definitely. Surfing, going to Coogies, hanging out in Malibu. I also have to shout out to, and they don't need it, but um, Ready Chick in Brentwood. Oh, so that's a every regular time for me I see also. it on your gram, I'm yeah. just like, oh, yeah. Jay, don't do it. Don't I, do I the ready chick, the uh, chicken chick, in a basket. Chicken basket with fries. That is old school Brentwood country. Two fried right clams. Um, Coca-Cola, you got to have a full Coke. Fried clams, water. really? Yeah. I didn't even know they had clams. They do. But that barbecue sauce, the chicken, the fries with the with the yeah. little seasoning. Well, the whole deal. Oh, so that's God. like a- We used to go there between all the time in high school. Brentwood Country Mart. Those are my that's two That's your two spots. Places. Yeah. You're also big in the ice cream. I know like every time yeah. I look at your Instagram, you have the- like it's like you did you take IPO Hagen Dots IPO? Um, your refrigerator's got like rows and rows and rows. Of course, it's not. You know, it's, it's, it's it's boutique. It's, it's stuff like that. You uh, are a connoisseur of ice. What is your fla- like what's it. your you know flavor? What? I also what? collect art. I almost feel like it's a collection oh, of it's art. art. It's just it's, like art. It's yeah. art, and it's I do eat the art. <laughs> do I mean, you? I eat it. <laughs> That's good. But, but it's it's kind of looks cool to me. It's like well, a what is great your flavors? What is your do you have a go salty caramel? Okay, is that all that stuff? That one's. Uh, what is it called? When I see 30 Volante, cartons, What's it called? Filante uh, or Villante or whatever it is. Um, it's a gelato. So you just got rows and rows of salted caramel. Yeah. So let me get this. I wake up the morning. It's 6 a.m. And it's J-Lux going to Equinox for the workout. And at night, it's J-Lux at 9 o'clock opening the refrigerator with ice cream. That, that is a it, serious contradiction. Where most people go on a diet to lose weight and have a ripped stomach or whatever. I just like to even it out, right? You're I want to maintain. I want to live life like where I can eat what I want. I get and then that. I go work it off. So I'm I, not – I get not, it. Like, right? You don't want to see my stomach right. It's not what it was. It's not. 20 you don't have ago. a six it's pack. Not, not bad, but it's not anything to brag. You have about. a dad body, and you're not a dad. <laughs> I, don't, Jay. I hope not. But I do go to the gym every <laughs> no, single day. I do for sure. You go to the I gym. I do so curls. You, I still do curls. You do, I do curls of ice cream. Uh, Forty minutes of stairmaster, thirty minutes of tre- of the treadmill. Good. So like 
I'm getting. I'm, You're I'm in, in there. I'm in good shape. So you have a workout routine. Do you yeah. have a morning routine? You meditate or stretch no, or do none anything? Of that. I, nothing. I would to prep. lose my mind. I don't drink coffee because I would explode. That's um, funny. Yeah, so I'm no coffee. I'm wired. You're naturally wired. I don't sleep full hours. You know, just, you're not a big sleeper, so you just I go get to up. bed at twelve. And I wake up at six thirty, but I, I kind of wake up throughout the night. And you watch police chases. That's another big thing. I I've, do. I'm learning all this Instagram stuff. Yeah. You get those things. By you way, learn at this point, everyone that follows me that likes chases, I'll, if a chase is on, I get like ten people. When chases on seven, chases on nine, yeah, chases on four. You are so, the expert on so I, on, I, on chases. That's, I, I do. I do like car chases for some reason, but a lot of people do. There's a reason why they cut off programming of so we can all watch it. Yeah, we're it's all not watching like no it. No one wants to it's admit like it. Just reality show. We're like watching going, it. Yeah, that's why everyone's watching the Kardashians. See the other one in the valley, the guy from break dancing. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> the guy got pulled over and got out and just started break dancing. That's incredible. I missed that one, but I don't watch any of it. You saw that. Yeah. So you're a sicko yeah. too with these. I have chases. it saved here if you like to see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'll see it after. That, it was that's a good unbelievable. <laughs> the chase was okay, but then he got out and started break dancing. You guys see that one? Oh, you too. So everyone's seeing the breakdancer but me. Well, there was one about three weeks ago where this truck was following the actual guy on the chase, and everyone thought it was an undercover cop, at least the people that were yeah. the, the guy speaking, Stu Mandel from CBS or, or whatever it is. Um, they were saying that he must have been an FBI or a cop. Next thing you know, <laughs> he was just trying to cause some trouble, and then they went after him after they arrested the first person. It was such a me- It was one of the better ones I've seen in a long time. All right, he was I, interfering. This is just direct. We're not talking about that. I'm sorry I brought that up. Well, I could <laughs> Let's go get on back on. to more serious stuff. Sure, sure. So talk to me about uh, the landscape, the retail landscape, now with the Amazon effect and how that's impacted the re- retail world, which it seems like it's gone in cycles and obviously everything goes in cycles. Well, um, you know, like even streets and see, like Robertson was hot and then it's not. And now it's Melrose so Place. And now- I, I get asked this a little bit and- I also have an opinion when you say the word cycle. Yeah, things go on cycles. But I also think that the book business got wiped out by the internet and by the internet in, in many ways. The film, TV, you know, a lot of these businesses Everything. have changed. Music totally got Everything. changed. Retail brick and mortar is changing, and it's of not course. a cycle. It's it's a fundamental change. change. Yeah, and. All I can do in my end is play my part and try to keep doing deals, but it's changing. No matter what anyone says, yes, Amazon. For sure. I don't, I, I'm not going to talk negatively. I, if I could be friendly with Jeff Bezos or be Jeff Bezos and be that successful, I look up to the, the guy. Yeah, but, God bless but, him. Yeah, but it's definitely impacting brick-and-mortar retail. And a lot of properties were bought, let's just say, in 2012, where there's no way – they're ever making their money back Got because it. they bought it at the height. They brought it on the pro form. Things are changing. And the, everyone after the first recession of 08 that we've all probably seen in the last many years started, there was a point where there was money again. Everyone was buying everything, paying wow. up. Many companies were probably getting paid fees on the buy. Wow. They were buying. And now, forget it. So the, there's a huge gap between what a tenant can pay, what a landlord needs or wants. And some are better than others, but for the most part, I don't know if reality is hitting yet. I don't think we're dead. I think that once there's like right. a plateau, is that the right word? You know, like a straight line of yeah. here we are. Um, there will be brands evolving and other things happening. I mean, right. somewhere right now while we're sitting here, some designer is creating Coming something. Up with and they're going to be a right. name that we've all heard of in a year. Right, for but sure. We haven't heard of them right now. Yeah. And that's going to happen. So it's not dead. Yeah. But where does that new person go 
can they sign a lease on this street and give a financial well, statement? Afford, so yeah. that's yeah. a whole nother conversation. Yeah, but. Well, and that's interesting. That's always the disconnect. And I always think about that with the high street, you know, the, the stuff that you focus on. The, are these businesses doing it for advertising and branding? Or are they doing it to run a business to be profitable? I, I hear both things, but you would know more than well, anybody. It is a combination of both. It is a combination of both. You know, it's, it's a combination certainly of branding. Both. We know that. You're, you've got a storefront on Melrose Place or Rodeo, whatever, any any popular street. It's a combination of both. I haven't heard any tenants that say I'd like to lose money of and be on the street. Of course not. They all, of course even not. on Rodeo Drive, where everyone says, oh, they don't care. They care. I, I've done 50 leases, if not 60, on Rodeo Drive. Every single one of them cares. They want to. They're they looking for money, a certain right? size. They're looking for a certain budget. They're projecting, but they're getting their name on Rodeo Drive. That's yep. why they're paying the big bucks sure. and hopefully making the, the big branding bucks. effect. What? So, what is Rodeo Drive price per square foot now? Or what's the? Is that um, the peak? The high rent? Or where's the highest rent? If you were to say today, it's kind of all over the place. I, funny enough. Uh, Comps really relate also to situations. Like a landlord, sure, you could have two it. buildings next to the door to the other, just like in your business, you have yeah. two houses next to the other. It, if they're exactly the same and exactly the same size and everything about them is the same, but two different people fill them. Just like in a house, someone's gonna be a, a, a slob and someone's gonna be clean yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In, different, in, in different the retail people. business, someone's gonna be successful, someone's gonna be lame. You know, it can be of many reasons. The landlord, same thing. They can be lame. They can be amazing. Yeah. They can be clueless. They can be, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever, totally. whatever the word, a great landlord. So that's part of it because I could tell you about deals even today where we're doing deals that are far apart, different at the as same to the price per foot. But yeah. in general, Rodeo Drive is, you know, per annum. We speak per annum on Rodeo. Yeah. I mean, LA is the only yeah. place where people say monthly right. price. They quote monthly, but right. Everywhere five, else is- six, seven hundred a foot. Some deals are eight, nine hundred a foot per annum. Per annum. You know, if you look at Beverly Drive, it would be two forty a foot. Now it's probably down to one eighty a foot and, and one forty four. So much less. Than much Rodeo. less. I mean, every other street just drops dramatically. Rodeo is the, is Robertson the big... Boulevard went from two forty so two forty a ago. foot to seventy two a foot. Wow, you know, or six dollars per month. Now it's crawling back up to ten dollars like per month or one twenty per and annum. How about like a Melrose Place? Melrose Place is about one eighty per foot per annum, which is fifteen per month. Yeah. and some are higher and some are lower, but some are. Rodeo Drive is still yeah, the Rodeo, pinnacle in terms of high rent district. Rodeo Drive is third to Fifth Avenue and and um, Madison. Well, that's interesting. So, what is the comparison? What is if you're going to New York, these brands? What mm-hmm. are they paying versus they're Fifth paying Avenue that on Rodeo? What is are you paying? A street you go to for branding? Yeah, you know, it definitely is a, a huge jump. I mean, up they're from all Rodeo? branding streets, but I'm just saying that's that's probably three thousand a foot. Wow, so dramatically, dramatically more different. different. Madison Avenue is seven hundred to fifteen hundred a foot, depending. Yeah. But these brands, these high-level fashion brands, they have to be in this. That's part of their business. Yeah. You, ha- you have to have. They really do. You know, the yeah. brands that are making it online that are really popular, I would call them like contemporary fashion or ones where there's an influencer behind them in some way that they don't really need to be in a store. But most do. Most yeah. in an outlet, a, a real brick-and-mortar outlet. Cool. Tell us, what are some up-and-coming brands that maybe people haven't heard about or are just starting to hear about that people, you know, that you would that you it's like whether it's, whether uh, it's any type of retail yeah. fashion um hmm. could be food anything anything that you, th- you think there's some good ones coming I mean, up that's what i do this is what i do every day in my life is try to find try those to figure so that person out. now up and coming but you know or you may you might think I they're mean, not up and coming right but most of us will think it's up yeah. and coming because we've never heard of them on melrose what deals have we done we did acne studios we did bathing ape 
Um, I think Kith is one of the best brands in the world. I don't know if you know Kith. Kith. They're, no. they're multi-brand, but they also have their own uh, line. And they're underneath Fred Siegel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, now I know. And, That's- and uh, they're underneath Fred Siegel at, at uh, 8500 Sunset. And they just, they know how to touch sneaker culture. But, but sneaker culture can mean a lot of things. It's sure. not just a kid wearing sneakers. I mean, there's big kids like, like me that's 47 yeah. years old that thinks I'm 25. That's wearing, like, I'm wearing my Cortezes right now. Well, you know, come on. I wore these for you, though, Jay. <laughs> those are pretty crazy. Th- those, those are, are Golden Goose. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that your... Isn't I, that do love, your I do love I, Golden Goose. Like, I wore it for you. <laughs> Nike and, and, and whatnot. I, are you a I collector? A shoe yeah. collector, too? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, there's some serious shoe collectors in terms of investors, people that don't wear the shoes and trade that them. That's nuts. Off-whites and all sorts of all stuff. Sorts old of, Air Jordans. Yeah. I love all that. It's And they're selling for thousands of dollars a pair. And I mean, that's... It's a fashion oh, you know you're into that too. Huh? I mean, one thing I would say, that yeah. Literally would buy the shoe just to. Ray, you're probably a sneaker dude, right? I really, I know a Yeah, and and it's not all like. By the way, my nephew is 11, my niece is eight. Yeah. They know. I mean, my nephew is like texting me shoes. Right there's um, your inside he, man. But, I mean, right, it, you it go is. To like, for, he uh, thinks Intel. these are cool. They're cool. And yeah. and uh, taste, true tastemakers. Right. And then we're texting shoes back and forth to each yeah. other. And I'm that many years older than, than him. And we're like broing out on, on sneakers. So are you passionate about finding new brands and new businesses and bringing them to the world? Is that something like yes. you're like, yeah, I, you, it's yes. in your belly. You want to go find, discover that. Mm-hmm. Many of the deals. The world. I've done a lot of people's first and that's second awesome. deals, you know, in town. And that's a big part of what I do. Yeah, I'm that always must looking. be insane yeah. to it see is great. a it's great company to watch grow them grow and explode. Hundred stores or second store or whatever. But yeah. there have been a lot of brands that I've been a part of in the early stages. Yes, I bet. So tell me, your days must be so hectic. I I, I hate. I won't even ask what's a typical day because I know as a broker, me every day is different. But how do you manage your time? How do you manage your calendar? Going appointment to appointment, phones, emails are ringing. You know. There's a lot of people to see. Is it you know? How do you delegate? Obviously, what what you are doing today was very different than what you're doing ten or fifteen years ago. But what does it look like now with the huge book of business and people coming at you from all angles? How do sure. you stay on top of everything? Um, I like to say it's organized chaos a little bit. I get. I that. do have a great, amazing team. You know, there was a time in those years I was telling you, two thousand three, four, five. I didn't even have an assistant. I get home. I remember those 50, days, and yeah. I remember like yeah. having lunch with you, and it's just like this, 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 right. and I was like, okay, yeah. you're, and that's you're, still, you're your own and assistant. And I still am like that at lunch. Yeah. But now I have a team of seven or eight people. I have a residential partner, Stephen Schaefer. Yes, that's right. We've, you guys are doing residential some things in residential, and I've got an amazing team. Um, at my office, and so we're what's just the like, setup one. of the team. How is it? Um, is it uh, other junior brokers? Is it administrators? Say, is it, it, it well, combo? Have, we have some administrators, and then we've got other broker partners. Yep. You know, and and they're um, Gavin, Jenny, Ashley, um, Eni is is our. She really runs everything Operations. for us. Yeah, she's your Karine Sarah. Is is new? Robin. Doing, we have a marketing person, Kiana. We just hired to be a junior broker. Um, I have one in New York, Kelly. Who is uh, we? I, I got my New York license, and you do a lot of business in New I York. Do, right? I saw, but I, I would like it to be a lot. So, but what do you slowly. do with your brands that go to New York? It's referred out, or they have um, their no, own. No, I have New- Kelly there, and now you have I someone. go to. I've gone to New York with certain brands, and uh, we'll look for them there. And yeah. We've done deals in New York I as figured. a tenant rep. Now we have some landlord listings on Bleecker Street uptown, and we'd like to organically grow New York but without touching or hurting LA. So that's uh, why slowly I've hired someone there. Uh, she's full time New York, so she's out. She's on the there all day, every yeah. day. And it's also great to 
communicate with her what she's seeing because New York typically gets everything first. For sure. And if anything new pops up, I want to know about it. I'm not always going to be able to see it firsthand. When I go to New York, I like to try. Yeah. You know, so it's good to have that. I think there's more of a connection between New York and L.A. than a lot of people realize. It, it's a long flight, but there's a lot of similarity. Yeah, there's so much. And L.A. So much connectivity in retail, by the way. It's it always was kind of like New York's number one and everywhere else people will find. L.A. is number two, but it's also almost tied for number one. Right. Because we have entertainment meeting celebrity. Well, celebrity and entertainment together meeting fashion. Yeah. And there's no better the influencer place to be. generation and Instagram. It's not a joke. I mean, like yeah. 120 million followers and someone's out posting. <laughs> right. something. I mean, you have to be kind of in L.A. to get that kind of reach, yeah. in my opinion. For sure. And the brands know that. So they're tapping in and it's important to them that these influencers are out there promoting their brands. And yeah. L.A. to me to is here. the mecca of that. So it feels like whether it's social media related, high sales in some of our streets, the weather, the All fact that. We have, we have a more sophisticated art scene. We have all everything from the sneaker culture we were talking about and hipster streets from downtown to Abbott Kinney in Venice to Silver Lake and, yeah, and Echo Park and all these places. <laughs> right. to, to Even West Hollywood has a mixture of everything. Yeah. To the higher end, Bel Air and diverse. Beverly Hills of the world. Yeah. You know, we've got, and Brentwood, an amazing place to throw in there too. But there's such a mix in LA of, of everything. And it's, For sure. it's really diverse and important in fashion. And Absolutely. in business, yeah, it's in no, it's in no. Culture when I overall. moved here in 1995, and I told friends I was going to LA, everyone, like literally, would laugh it off or say <laughs> something. You know, <laughs> they, they, they take there it was a, I, don't, I mean, it was like La La Land, ha ha, or whatever. Right. It was just like you know, LA is definitely uh, having yeah. its moment where yeah. New York used to be the center, of the, center mm-hmm. of the universe. It really feels like LA is, and it's con- going to continue to be for all the reasons you're talking about. I sense it in uh, the residential market when you look at you know the wealth. In the world, and most wealthy people want to have a home here. Yeah, that wasn't always the case yeah. 20 years ago, maybe right. not even we 10 years CEOs ago. We have CEOs here. We've got heads of fashion brands. We've got heads people of retiring. Yeah, you've got everything. People want to be here for all the reasons, yeah. for business reasons, culture reasons, restaurants, art. It's all here. And, of course, the weather doesn't doesn't suck. So, right. so you're able to keep it all together. Do your agents you're, that are working on your team, are they out there? Uh, trying to get new business, or is it just they need to support you because you you're out there? It's a combination of everything. everything. You know, we we have an email chain together. I'm sending emails all day long, and they're also incredibly independent, and I trust all of them, and we we get things just done. So yeah. as as deals are coming in, we're discussing them. We have a great organized list of our deals and who's looking, and I'm disheveled like a crazy man but at the end of every day i like to try to catch up on put it what's together going and on. and you know it's more organized than you would think but it's also crazy yeah i can only imagine yeah. i get the sense yeah, there's too. no there's no real i wouldn't be teaching a class on it you know i'm just throwing <laughs> a lot against the wall and living life <laughs> like living well and eating a lot of ice cream so what advice would you give to up and coming brokers people that are either in the business or people that want to get in the business i know it's a it's a pretty I think big question what i was saying earlier like just it's okay to be an assistant. And in fact, it's almost the secret sauce. Go I be agree. an assistant, but Work don't spend 10 years if it's not the right thing. But go be an assistant. And if that first year to year and a half to two is like you're learning a lot, That's you either school. continue being the assistant or you start doing deals. I mean, there's a point where we all feel like I've been doing this too long. Where's my growth? And that's where you have to, that's another conversation. But yeah, you're getting in level. the business, 
you, you know, I think working for, and it's luck. You work for the right team. You right. can't choose what team you're going to go work for. But you either have but good, good if you mentors have a good or, group or to not. be a part of, you're being, so and important. they trust you, you're now thrown into deals and that's how you learn. Yeah. And if it's not a good group, that you should probably switch out of that and go find yeah, a good and, group. And, but I, it's, and it sounds, you know, I feel for a lot of people that can't just switch. I mean, there are people that just, you know, man, you miss a life. week or two in your paycheck and you're, yeah, and you're in trouble. It. It's like, it's, it's. It's scary and sad to think that there's not the perfect job for everybody, but the the best advice would be to try to get lucky, to try to find the right team and do some research and go after it. And if you get fortunate enough and you're on a great team, a couple of years in, you're going to be a different person. You're going to have knowledge and knowledge is power. Right. And that's where you start making money. You have to have some knowledge and know what you're talking about. So you have any uh, downtime, any trips coming up, any travel? What, do you, what does Jay Lux do my, my when he's sister not uh, doing and, deals? Sure. My brother-in-law, sister, niece and nephew will be in Florida next week for their spring break. Spring break. Yes. And my parents are there, so I'm going to go visit everybody next week for three days. Not a big trip. Not you're not red, veering off red to, eye Monday night. You're not I veering can't off to do day. Fort Lauderdale no. spring break uh, with no, FSU and uh, not. <laughs> Notre Dame, Palm no. Beach, Florida. Palm Beach. I won't be so doing that's that. That's cool. But, spending but some time nice with your family. With them and I'll be going for. Th- it's really just three days, and and I'm not good at travel. I'm taking a red eye. I hate missing a day of work, an email yeah. thing. I still have a BlackBerry and an iPhone. Oh wow! So I take a picture. He's got a BlackBerry. Oh, that's right. Sarah's got the, got, got the iPhone. Got scared for a minute. Yeah. yeah. What is, is up nuts? with your BlackBerry? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Don't get involved. No, no, it's He's a- going to have a nervous breakdown. Don't show him the phone. If I look at this thing right now. When, I mean, so why I do you have the uh, black it. the berry? For security? Um, I could tell you. I mean, I'll try to make it 30 seconds so I don't take all your airtime. But wrap it. Wrap the, huh? The whole thing? We're done? Why? We're having oh, fun. She's saying wrap it. Oh, sorry. I thought she was like, wrap it, we're done. Yeah, I thought she <laughs> so, was too. So, um, number one, I've had it in my hand for 10 years, and I'm so freaking used to it that I can do it in my you can't, sleep. You can't I can, detach I can it. I do this. I don't want to say I do it while I'm driving, but I can. I can have my leg here, <laughs> phone here, this thing here. But Oh, that's sick, Jeff. Number two, sick. I'm going to say the two other reasons. I do a lot of copying and pasting. So, on the iPhone, I can't even figure it out yet. And I do a lot of searching for stuff. So if I it let it could be for your name. Yeah. If I looked up your name on an iPhone, it's going to show me a lot of things from a lot of you know. Yeah. I, I can't figure it out. It's going to show you if a I rapper do it on a from Detroit. It's if in you order. Look up Tanny Brown. You get the rapper. I'm just saying it's in order of when we. I looked up United Airlines the other day to yeah. see when I had a flight, and it was like United Miles, United this, United. I couldn't even find it. It was 18 United, and I look, and then I, I have a different BlackBerry for my personal emails. This is my work one, and it was right on top. There you so go. So I had to get. I have two Blackberries, but don't tell anybody. We'll keep that. Between. So you a, are you a sports fan? Are you a Dodger fan? I'm at a all? Redskins football fan. Redskins, I'm a Dodgers of course. fan. But you are a Dodgers fan. I'm a Lakers fan, Dodgers fan, and I do I do like the Rams. I have tickets, but so you've the become Redskins are somewhat my life. of an LA fan. But yeah. Redskins Except is your the Redskins are That's your absolutely diehard. Absolutely my diehard. Oof. When I see it's a Redskins brutal, like huh? symbol, it's childhood. It's everything. It's that's like seeing it. a Coca Cola. Like it's something that looks so familiar. The Redskins to me, yeah, is Joe Theismann yeah. Redskins, yeah. exactly. Oh, Riggins, I, those are the good Riggins, old days. Number forty-four. My lacrosse number forty-four, 44 was from John, John Riggins. Uh, he was a bad man. He, he was, was the diesel they called him. So how how is it? It's tragic. They've been just how bad brutal. Been? Yeah, uh, it's not fun being a Redskins you fan. You can't win them all. But but uh, we'll come back. I think this year we might. Are they making might, the playoffs uh, this year? We might get in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they so. might make the playoffs. Well, man, awesome. I'm so glad we got to spend some quality time. Me too. 
Me real too. estate really legend. I have to get you, you in my office to sit down, and uh, usually we're it. in between. Oh, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. I, I gotta showings, but I know. I'm sure Let's I'll talk. see you. We could I'll very see you easily be doing stuff together, so we should. We should be doing yeah. deals. We should, great. especially now you're in residential. Yeah, uh, you should hey, be listen, doing stuff. It's, it's a great business. I uh, having a lot of contacts does mean a lot in that business. So for sure, it's we, all relationships. Last year was a great year for us selling houses, and this year hopefully we'll. Do the same. You well, know, let's do some. Uh, ha- let's sell some houses together. There's no reason it. that we're not. I, I would love get that. your partner here and yeah, let's do should, some we stuff. Should, we should do that for sure. All right, man. Well, All thank right. you for spending Absolutely. time with us. Absolutely. Thanks thank for you, tuning everyone. in, everybody. Appreciate it. Jay Lux. All right. Hey, I just want to thank Jay for coming in and hanging out. We see each other all the time in the streets and at lunches and dinners and in social atmospheres. It's nice to spend some time hanging out, talking shop, getting deep into it. Uh, I appreciate you guys following uh, the podcast. You can also follow and find Jay on Instagram at Jay Lux. You can also just look at any sign in Beverly Hills and find his name and column. You can always find me at Danny Brown LA. I'm always available and answering when people direct message me. Uh, we appreciate you subscribing, making comments. We have many more guests coming up. Joey Miller, the developer of the platform. Uh, Josh LaBelle, hedge fund guy, and so many other interesting guests. So stay tuned for more from us. And thank you for listening to The Deal with Danny Brown. Take care, guys. I am what I am today, because I did it my way. Nothing y'all can say. And this life